0: Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Luca here with, uh, actually, Luca and Boom Boom today. That's right. With the uh, special edition of the Vigor Life Podcast, uh, and today is the nutrition edition. Uh, why are we doing this? Well, check this so out. I said, this is not going to be, you know, a straight up training nutrition, uh, podcast. Uh, I, I, didn't want it to be that, but, uh, the reality is that that is a, a lot of what we do one two, it's a lot of what we get asked for, about. You know, it, it, the reality is that transformation and getting leaner and looking better and looking sexier and, you know, taking your clothes off and looking in the mirror and doing a double thumbs up <laughs> is, uh. A lot of what people want And on top of that Like I mean A huge part of it Obviously is How you feel How you perform You know Just uh, how healthy you are And you know Maybe about 5-10 years ago I wouldn't give a shit about that But uh, today Even for myself you know, I, I I care a lot about how I feel, uh, perform, uh, and you know, just health in general. I know it's it's not the the sexiest part of it, but like once you start, you know, getting sick and feeling a certain way, you start to, you, you kind of um you know take that shit more seriously because let's be honest, you only kind of uh, you take things for granted a lot of times until they're not taken away from you. So today we you know we, uh, we got Cody on the show because uh, Cody does a lot of the nutrition here at at um at a bigger Ground. And uh, we're going to kind of go back and forth here because what I like to do is like real life, uh, you know, examples, right? Because you, you you basically spend a lot of time with real life people that yep. do a lot, you know, it's, it's not like this X's and O's, like, hey, I got this quick PDF and this will solve all your, your problems. It's people yeah. with, you know, real lives, families, uh, you know, a lot of obstacles, a lot of things going on. And, you know, what we're going to talk about is like what actually works, you know, what actually works. And the thing is, what actually works is not like one thing. It's a whole slew of things. And and what I'm going to talk about today is some hacks that I actually got from Josh Hill has been using a lot and I love them. Uh, But I'm going to I'm going to like kind of throw the ball into your court first. And uh, let's do the top three things that you see, like the top three obstacles that you see with your clients and, um, you know, the solutions, uh, in your mind. Cause like I said, you know, now we're, we're coaching, uh, you know, coding is about 80 semi-private sessions a week. Um, but we're doing hundreds and hundreds of sessions a week as, as a team, which is thousands a month. That doesn't include, you know, our team training and, and our small group training. So let's just say that we do a lot of stuff in real time. And, um, you know, what are the top three that you'd say are, are the roadblocks for people to get over? Um, And, you know, the solutions that you see helping them the most.
1: Man, uh, I think like right off the bat, number one is 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 simply looking for that quick fix. Kind of like what you said is we we're setting up lifestyle plans, you know, and everybody wants that one thing. And and like you said, the reality of it, it, it's a combination of things. It's a combination of getting real food in your body, um, on a consistent basis, not running for the quest bars. And there's nothing wrong with eating a quest bar here and there, but when people are, are surviving on these like snack foods Mm -hmm. and stuff, it's just not good for us. Right. And I know for a fact, like for instance, cravings, like most people come to me and they have these crazy cravings and they're, they're binging on their diet and I'll just go back to the basics and getting variety of whole foods, fruits, vegetables, real protein, things like that. Tell them to eat these fatty foods um, that are healthy fats like fish and nuts and avocado and stuff like that. All of a sudden their cravings go away right? Um, and and it's that simple. So I think the biggest thing is, is looking for that quick fix. There's no magic pill. There's no magic like superfood, like, come on, there's, there's no superfood that's going to lead to fat loss kind of.
0: Let's give that a sec. Let's give it a four second pause. I'm looking at the camera. Okay. There's no quick fixes. All right. We got that out the way. Now this is important because here's the thing, right? And, uh, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping actually a, a blog post that's, uh, that's talks about, uh you know, basically how diets actually essentially have created this obesity epidemic. And I want to kind of touch on that. Why? Right. Because we live in this uh, instant gratification society. Right. Uh, and, and trust me, like I'm part of this. Right. One click by Amazon crushes me. I don't know how much I spend on that shit it's too much. Uh, you know, <laughs> now you. you can, you know, but you know, you can call it, you can call you can get next day delivery of right. this, that, like everything is now. right. And so basically people, I think a lot of people are like, well, I want to just press the fat loss button you yeah. know, it doesn't work like that. And, and in essence, when we, so because people want that, the market provides it, right? The market, pro- I mean, let's, yeah. let's look at like all the stuff that's out there, the infomercials, uh, you know, the, the stuff that's like promising 21 day detoxes, juice diets, like all this stuff, right? Yeah. Which essentially works in, in a sense of weight loss is not that complicated, When you do it, it's like keeping the weight off that's tough.
1: Yeah, it's simple. It's not easy.
0: Exactly. And so when people lose weight, obviously there's all these changes that happen from homeostasis to hormonal changes to psychological changes of cravings and triggers and things like that. And it's very, very difficult to like go super hardcore into a diet and then maintain that. So then all these things happen, a cascade of things biologically, psychologically that make people eat more. Yeah. And because the metabolism slows down, you know, people put on weight faster than they put on lean body mass and then you get to a point where you kind of have this fat overshoot or this, you know, weight loss overshoot. And of course there's frustration and then frustration leads to what? I want to do the weight loss thing again. Yeah. Instant gratification. And then it becomes this cycle of, you know, a met- metabolic adaptation. Some people call it metabolic damage, but, you know, it's called it metabolic adaptation. And it becomes every time you do this yo-yo up and down, it becomes harder and harder to, you know, Create that lifestyle change for good yeah and um and it so gets I'm, harder and harder each time to lose weight after it, that right exactly exactly and and i'm glad you made that point that you know we start with these things where we're we're not going to talk about like here's good and bad food actually we'll talk about it but we're, we're not in a uh in a, in a mindset of this is good food this is bad food okay because that that kind of creates a, a problem like twinkies are bad are they As long as you get those 80%, you know, whole foods, non-processed foods that you love, not like not stuff you don't want to eat, like things you want to eat, you know, you get that in and then you get about 10% of foods that, you know. You don't necessarily maybe love, but you like them and you need to get them in because of the nutrient part of it. And then 10%, 10 percent, 10, 15 percent, you can just do whatever you want. Right. Right. And that's that's more realistic. And that's kind of like what we coach and what I know what that, that Cody does that with a lot of his clients. Um, I, I think that kind of leads me
1: into when you said, like, what are your top three? Um, people want to be in a camp. Right. And like yes. they always ask me is like, mm-hmm. what, what? Like, what diet are you about? Like, what do you do? Are you the IAFWAM guy? Are you the paleo guy? Are you the the low carb guy? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not a, any of those. I'm not in a camp because at the end of the day, it's like I take a little bit of everything. I think paleo is great because it eliminates a lot of foods that my body personally doesn't like. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I shouldn't eat bread or I shouldn't eat rice because the caveman didn't eat it, which that's up for debate on a whole nother topic. But at the end of the day, I think you can take a little bit of each one, learn from it. And then, like you said, 90, as long as 80 to 90% of my diet is following real foods, I'm, I'm getting good nutrition. That is going to fuel me. Right. You know what? Like I have a little something every day that fits into my diet. And I always, I always talk about sushi and beer with my clients for my, cause that's yeah. my things. I mm-hmm. love sushi and I love beer. And, I should be able to incorporate those into my diet 10% of the time, at least, you know what I mean? And and if you do that in moderation in the long run, you will lose more weight. Your hormonal profile and balance will be way better off. And and I learned that big time doing that physique show is like I went so hard into it, doing it the kind of old school way back when, we, when I went through that. Um, that when I got done, man, I, I set off on a cruise the next day and I just binged, binged like, like crazy. crazy, you know what <laughs> I mean? And, and I just drank and ate whatever I wanted and I gained a ton of weight. And I mean, I'm not even going to get into what that did to my head, you know what I mean? Uh, emotionally, mentally, Yeah, we talked about that. It's like
0: you start going, I mean, you start kind of, kind of... Uh, questioning yourself like, oh, what's going on? hundred like, percent. Yeah. And then it's like this whole battle of getting back. And and because you had that body. Yeah. You want to get back there. So exactly. it's like, okay, what am I going
1: to, how hard am I going to go now? Oh, I went right back into just cutting carbs, cardio cardio. You know what I mean? And, and then it took me a good like month to like reality check myself and be like, what, are you doing right now? And then I started really diving into like what you were saying, metabolic damage, metabolic adaptation. Like what did I actually do to my body in that situation? And what's the right point? And that's when I was like, I'm going to set a goal for what I want to look like next year, not in three months. And then I slowed it down and now, um, I'm, getting close to as lean as I was, but I'm eating twice as much. I feel good. I'm hitting PRs. You know, like I have a photo shoot this weekend and I actually, I'm, I'm literally like still crushing weights and hitting PRs in the gym. I'm not dieting hard. I went and had sushi and beer with my dad this last weekend. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's about that
0: balance. Cause it's a longer term plan, right? Exactly. What's really, what's really important to understand is, is, is not, you know, is the psychological aspect, like not not just like, it's not just you, like it's not, there's nothing wrong with you. This is just how we're built. You know, when you take, uh, when, when you start dieting and cutting calorie significantly, you know, we're not even just talking about carbs, just calories, just mm-hmm. period. There's all these things that trigger inside of our body. Like, and you know, because it's for homeostasis, like we're built for survival, right? So we're actually predisposed to put on fat way better than we are yeah. to, to cut weight. And, the reward system kicks in. So like when you're cutting out foods and you're cutting out calories, the brain like puts a higher reward on foods that are, have high calories, yep. obviously are sweet triggering. So that's why when you go like, Man, I don't know why I can't resist this stuff. Well, a lot of it is because you're, you know, that's one of them. And the other thing is too, when somebody, what, what happens when somebody tells you, you can't have something. Oh, you want it. You want it more. Yeah. Right. So you'd see, I mean, there's this crazy study that was done with, um, I got to bring this study up because it's because it's so fascinating. Uh, you know, it, it was people that they they brought in people and um, it was split between dieters and non-dieters, and they gave them a, um, a well one group they gave a small pro, uh, like just a small shake. It was a milkshake, right? Mm-hmm. And in one group they get a really big milkshake. So this, the 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 group that had a small milkshake, then they they did these uh, cookie tasting, right? Now, nobody knew what was really going on. They were just like, hey, would you rate these cookies by taste? And the group that had a small shake ate more cookies, right? The group that had a big shake kind of just nibbled on the cookies, right, to give their feedback. Right. Which is, I mean, everybody kind of could get that that's the case, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, the dieters had the big shake and went and binged anyways, which is crazy. Think about that, yeah. right? It's because they were so restricted of like what what I can and cannot do that they just went like gung ho. Yeah. Right. And and that's essentially what happens is like, hey, I you can't have this. And then it becomes this very like black and white and, and like a thin line where you get off the diet, right? Quote unquote. Right. So then you're like, ah, fuck it. I messed up. So I might as well, you know, today's today's a blank. Because it's not like there's no in between. It's like I was right or I was wrong, right? It was good or it was bad. So I got off the diet. So it doesn't matter. Today's today's gone. Right? Yeah. And then I'm gonna just do whatever today and then start over again. And the thing is, it takes, it's it's almost like you have so little leeway, then if you mess up, you feel like you're a failure and you gotta start again, you're not right. So it become you know, it's this huge cycle that's so I, I think it starts for the foundation is definitely psychological and it's beyond just like, hey, just you as a human being It's just like us you yeah. know, as, as a race. And I mean, as, as as humans, what happens to us, you know, psychologically? So I kind of want to just throw in there because I thought it was a, a you, great study. And that you know. made
1: me think about, too, something I heard Lane Norton say the other day, just like great advice. And this is what I tell my clients, too. And I agree with them 100 percent is he gets the best results out of his clients that are. Um, 90% on point, 100% of the time versus his clients that are 100% on point, 90%, 90% of the time. time right? yes, yes, and and, yes. and I've, I've read other studies too that like do similar stuff where it's like they would literally let people have Diet Coke on their diet. And then mm-hmm. they would let tell people they couldn't have any artificial sweeteners. The weight loss was the same, but they would come visit those clients six months later. And the people who couldn't have the Diet Coke ended up having way more uh, weight regain because they wanted to have all these sugars that they weren't allowed to have. And it was, it was a fake sugar too. And that's, what's crazy
0: is, but it all comes back to restricting, right? It's that feeling, right? Because it's the feeling of, you know, if if you're like, I can have it. And and I'm I'm sure you've experienced this too, right? Just personally, Mm -hmm. like I know I can have it and then I'm not stressed about it. But if it's like, you cannot have this, right? If you have this, like, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Automatically, it creates this insane type of pressure, right? I mean, it's like the pressure cooker. And, you know, you got clients that are already, like, overwhelmed with just, you know, the whole losing weight, family, work, yep. training, like, what's a good and bad food. There's so much information. And then, you know, even if you are, like, for instance, training here at Vigor, you're still watching stuff, right? If you yeah. haven't been here for a while, people are watching TV. to hear somebody else say it. Like, how many times has somebody come to you? Actually, you I know, on to stop there and say, t- how many times has somebody come to you? And went like, hey, Cody, I know you, you know, you told me that, but I saw this. Oh, too much. <laughs> like all the time. Yeah. right? Right. It's all the time. So, so there's, there's like, but I know, but you know, Junior Michael, Junior Michael said it or somebody, some celebrity said it. Right. right. They said, you got to just cut out all your sugars for yeah. like 30 days. And it's like, should I be doing that? Right. And then it's like, obviously that's on us to educate, like with science-based yeah. you know, facts versus like, you know, somebody that has just came out with a book and a celebrity said it. Right. And, and I think that's, what's really important is that the conversations that we're having and what we follow here is science based proven in the real world right. with real people.
1: Exactly. Um, and and I think at the end of the day, it really is. And it's funny because we talk about like fad diets, like you just brought up uh, Jillian Michaels or whatever. And, all those fad diets are literally just ways to trick you into less calories, right? Because at the end of the day, weight loss is calories in versus calories out. So when I get somebody and they're like, "All right, I really want to start focusing on macronutrients and what I'm eating. So should I be low carb? Should I be higher fat? Low fat? Uh, do, how much protein?" I literally the first question is, I was like, "What do you find yourself craving? Do you find yourself craving carbs or fats? Like, do you are you the guy that goes and wants a big steak and some nuts, or what? Or are you like always going for that bread? If they're a carb person, I'm gonna I will go. Okay, we're gonna have a higher carb diet, because as long as their calories are in check, that's all that matters. Scientifically proven that's what leads to fat loss. Right. Um, and if, if I can provide them that, then it's less stressful because at the end of the day, like you said, they have work stress, kids, stress, family stress. They come here because if they lose weight, they'll be less stressful because they'll be happier. Right. So why am I going to load them up with more stress trying to figure out how to diet?
0: Like, and I think that, uh, you know, that's a huge point and having, we could probably go a whole separate route here on 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 the aspect of behavior change, but I I do want to bring because you made a really good point, right? Are we creating more stress in their life? Because part of the reason, actually, I would say one of the main reasons that you know people eat, uh, I would say, too much or not in line with their goals, is because of uh, you know social triggers. Work stress, home mm-hmm. stress, uh, pressure—right. It's emotional eating. Actually, uh, I think that Precision Nutrition did a study. It was about twelve thousand. I think it was over ten thousand people that filled out a survey. And for men and women, for women especially, it was I think sixty-five to seventy percent was their number one issue was emotional eating. And with guys, I think it was number one or two. It was like stress eating. Same, yeah. very, very similar, right? So let's let's stop there for a second and just think about that. What drives eating? is stress and emotions and, you know, pressure and overwhelm. And then we can add on to that, right? With complicated things, with restrictions, yeah. you know, so we're making them like restrict even more rather than making things, you know, it's almost like to add to their life, right? In some way versus extracting. And that that's a humongous point because sometimes it's just like, well, do this right? Like, because it'll work, you know, it'll work, but will it work for them? And having a conversation with the client and saying, well, okay, what do you feel is stopping you, right? Like, can you, and remember the question we always ask, right? We always say, uh, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that you can do this 90% of the time? And, you know, this is a question you can ask yourself. And pretty much if your answer is nine or 10, then you should do it. If your answer is five, six, or seven, it means you're not confident that you'll achieve it. And if you're not confident, you're not going to do it, right? And you got to just keep making it easier until you go like, yeah, I can do that. And sometimes... That may be as simple as, like, you know, what, I mean, what are, actually, you know, what, what are the habits that we just talked to um, about one of the guys that's in the Man's Formation program that, that's dropped, uh, tw- you know, 29, in 29 weeks, pounds yeah. in, in five weeks. 29 pounds, yeah. In five weeks. Crazy. And just so you know, like, that, that you know, first of all, I don't want to promote, like, uh, this whole, like, you can do this, too. Right. Uh, everything was behavior change. Absolutely. That, we didn't even, there, we didn't, we're not doing any calories, uh, any of that Nothing. stuff. And
1: that's what I was actually going to say, too, is, like, I actually go through this, uh, uh one out of 10 system with my clients on a weekly basis. So like for him, for instance, I'm like, okay, what, what do you feel like is, and I already gave him, you know, like this is kind of how your diet should be. You know, let's focus on protein. Let's focus on getting more veggies in. That's obvious. And then I'm like, what do you think is like your big roadblock? And he tells me, I don't, I already know what it is. You don't tell him. He was, right? you know, and he was yeah. having beers and I'm like, I'm not going to go, Hey, you need to stop having beers because then it's me barking at him. Right. Yep. So I'm like, what do you feel like would help you change? And he goes, man, I need to cut down on the beer. And I'm like, all right, well, on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that you could, you know, cut that back to two nights a week, just having a couple beers. And he was like, no, I could do that. That's a nine. And I'm like, all right, let's go with that. If he told me a five, I'd say, what about just three times a week? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yep. then regress. And then usually if I did have to regress, he would come back the next week and be like, dude, I only drank one night a week because he had that confidence. Right. And he yep. felt good about it. Um, and then nobody's telling him what to do. And I've had way better results with my clients simply because I give them that control. Um, and it's not me like pinning them down into anything. And 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 at the end of the day, we all like I am the coach. I look at their diet. I know exactly what they need to change, but I'd rather them make that decision.
0: Keep it, I mean, and the thing is like, can it be that simple?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: It, and that's what people don't want
1: to hear. That's the sad part is, is they want me to be like, okay, you need to be on 1200 calories, this much protein eat specifically at these times of the day. You need to have this much protein per meal. It's like, no, like at the end of the day, like meal timing it doesn't matter that much at all. It, like maybe from a performance standpoint, so you're not digesting food while you're training. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, follow these simple steps for a longer time and you'll get that result. And the people that's, that's the hard part is it takes a while. Exactly. It's simple, but it's hard to stay consistent.
0: Right. I, I would even say, you know, what, what's, what's crazy is that I would even say that the slower approach gets you faster results. Oh. M- many, many times. And we yeah. always, t- you know, we talked about like the bottom of the pyramid, right? Behaviors kind of affect everything, but calories in calories out is the most important. And we kind of go down the list, right. From to, to macros, to micronutrients, right. It's like this little pyramid. And, Most of like if if somebody cuts out beer or put half of their beer and replaces it with tea or water or, you know, some zero calorie drink, you know, they're going to reduce calories significantly. But that behavior drives it. And then we go like, hey, look, add some more protein to every meal. It's more filling. It's more thermogenic. You know, you're going to eat less food because of that. Once again, it cuts calories. So we're getting the result we want, but we're not always making it like metric based right because yep. the thing with the numbers and, and and just so you know like it's not that we're against journaling like, at all because we do it with some clients it's, it just depends on the individual what what happened like sometimes the problem with it is that you know if you say hey 1600 calories this this and that and if people hit fifteen ten, right and something's off it's like oh ooh, right? right same thing it comes back to this good and bad, where a lot of the, I think that the, the big, biggest power in tracking through things like my fitness power, my macros plus is the awareness, right? The, yep. It's the journaling to where they can give it to you and you look at it and like, go like, you know, they might be 150 calories plus minus whatever. And you go like, man, great job. Like your breakfast has been awesome, right? You've been doing a great job with that. And then just shining the light on the positive right praise praise correct praise and then going like hey what you know what happens here for lunch it's like ah well it's always this okay what are some things do you feel like you could do and they go well i could definitely pack some snacks like that would help me for sure okay you know and once again you ask the confidence question yeah bam and it's like you just keep building these little blocks to build this huge mansion at the end of the day and i think you know, that's that's very, very important because how many like, OK, give me a, give me uh, out of everybody that you're coaching right now. You know, what would you say is the percentage of people that you have on, you know, uh, more metric based things like calories and macros and who you have on on uh habit based stuff right now? I would say it's
1: honestly probably towards 50 to 60 percent metric based, but I will say that it was. habit-based at first, right? So a lot of these Uh clients have been with me for a long time. Therefore, I feel comfortable giving them those metrics. And when I give macros and calories, it's all what I call like, it's almost like lifestyle habit-based macros because I tell people like, okay, so you're going to eat 180 grams of carbs a day, for instance, that's your macro base. Um, If you have 175, don't worry about it. If you have 189, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's not going to be in the world because if you weren't counting those macros, who knows what the hell it would be. First of all, second of all, you can like weight loss is a weekly thing. It's a, it's a monthly thing. It's a yearly thing. It's not a, always a daily thing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're weighing yourself on the scale every day, which first of all, I never recommend whatsoever anybody out there listening, but If you're looking at it on a daily basis, that's not good now. So I have my macros personally, but do I hit those specific numbers every day? No, because I know like if tomorrow I want to go out for a burger, I might cut back fat today because I'm going to have a bunch tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's always a lifestyle base. So it's never a set in stone, such a hard macro unless you're like. Now I think for performance reasons, if you're like a high level athlete, maybe I do want you to have a certain amount of carbs every day to make sure you're performing well sure, or whatever sure. it may be. But that's the rare
0: case, right? And and um, so here's the thing, right? And I this brings it back to that the journaling creates awareness. Awareness precedes change. Mm-hmm. Like just knowing what you're doing is humongous, you know, right. for us and for clients. But you know, with that, what I'm going to say is, uh, you know, the the mentality a lot of times behind. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit of a kind of uh. Kicking the pants to the to the numbers part, when when we lose weight, you know, our so when when we track calories in and calories out, right? Right. First of all, there's what's really important to understand is that how we process those calories is very different, right? So when when you track your calories on you know any app or whatever it may be, when you eat processed foods, okay, when you eat processed foods. Remember that some of the work has been done and processed foods digest very fast. And basically, there's not as much uh, or should I say the absorption rates are higher, right? So you're absorbing more calories from processed foods than you are from unprocessed foods because the body has to do a lot of the work that wasn't done. That that has already been done for the processed foods, which means that you're basically burning more calories and, and uptaking less calories from the unprocessed foods, like, like real foods. So then, you know, it, you can now see how eating the 80%, you know, 80, 80 plus percent of, you know, real whole foods affects how many calories you burn per day. And like, not, not that many people talk about that, you know, that's very important. So, you know, when you say all calories are created, created equal, eh, calories in, calories out, it it does matter calories in, calories out, but there's a whole nother side of this, which is that like certain calories in, you know you absorb all of them exactly, certain calories and yeah. you don't absorb on a as much hormonal of them.
1: level it's completely mm-hmm. different right and i, I want to say now don't quote me on this but 25% of the protein you eat is actually literally just burned digesting like you yeah, burn I think the it's calories. 25 to 30 yeah something yeah. like that um and it's less in carbs and fat but the point is 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 you are literally burning calories just eating the food yep. and like you said like it's way higher out a rate with whole foods completely and you're going to be more have more satiety you're going to eat less uh, offer more more food, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously the carbs from a pop tart are this small compared to like rice or oats. You're going to eat a lot more of it. You're going to stay more satisfied. You're going to digest more.
0: And that's why that's kind of like the foundation. Cause we want to get obviously quality foods and nutrients. And the other thing that, you know, most people don't talk about is that once you start losing weight, your metabolism slows down. So yes. when you're losing weight, you're burning less calories. Mm-hmm. So that affects the amount of calories you should be taking in, right? If we look at metric-based stuff, and and that's where it gets complicated. Actually, Precision Nutrition has a great calculator that's like the closest to it, right, where, where it says how you should be, you know, how many calories are you really burning when right. you're taking them in. But, it, you know, if you're, if you are you know, 200 pounds and you lose 20, 30 pounds, your your metabolism is completely different than what it was at 200 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. So those, those are all things that go into it and why sometimes, you know, because of people being... Having different histories of dieting and health and genetics and all that stuff, you see so much variance in, you know, weight loss and what's happening and people go like, well, but why is, you know, Sally Sue like losing so much weight yeah. and I'm not, you know, and, and I think this is where it's very, very, very important to come back to the behavior outcome uh, versus the just the end outcome. Like I want to lose 50 pounds, but it's like, okay, what behaviors is it going to take to change to get there? Um, And it's a lot easier to track, right? One thing I I like,
1: uh, I heard somebody say this too. And it's like, so people look at training, we periodize training, right? So we're always switching things up. Um, But nobody does that with nutrition. They think they're going to eat the same thing every day, same calories every day, and it's just going to keep going. But like you said, our body is, it's a magnificent adaptive creature, right? We're constantly adapting and the metabolism adapts very not quickly but once it does it set its own right and we don't want our metabolism to slow down that's i think the biggest benefit of carb cycling is that because it's it's never linear and you you are raising calories dropping calories so essentially you're calorie cycling right but it doesn't give your body the chance to adapt so quickly and i mean that's the science behind like refeeds and cheat meals which i'll tell you what the second one of the biggest and that could go to one of my top three one of the biggest mistakes i think and one of the biggest changes i made for a positive is taking away my cheat meals, which were never a cheat meal. It always became a cheat day. And then the next day I felt like shit mentally, emotionally, and then I probably cheated again, right? So with that, I think like the biggest key for me is being able to be flexible. Um, And and obviously if I cycle people's calories up and down on on a daily basis, like, oh, it's your heavy training day. Like it's a higher carb day, but really it's just a way to keep their metabolism guessing constantly. So we don't
0: have to worry about that slowdown, right? So yeah, because that's more of a, I mean, think about it. Just if you look at the long term, mm-hmm. you know, how does it sound to you? It's like, I have a cheat day. Yeah, you shouldn't you know, cheat on anything. Like, yeah, Cheating
1: is not right. You know, it's, <laughs> like, like,
0: it's, it's like, well, for the next 20 years, I have a cheat day. No, it's just like, it's just the way I eat. And you can yeah. go, hey, look, I like these foods. Usually on Fridays, I go to the movies and have popcorn and, and Reese's Pieces in them. I actually do that. If you think it's weird, fuck it. Like, I enjoy it. Right. So, you know, but the point is, is that that's just the way I live. Right. And, and and you don't have these constraints and I always like to, but if you were eating that, let's say in this, like, this is my example with
1: the pancakes. If you're from around here, you know, us, me and Theo get Geraldine's pancakes all the time. Right. Like that's our thing. And, uh, back in the day, I would go on my cheat day and I would probably like, and I'm not exaggerating. No shit. I would probably order 10 pancakes and I would smash them. And I could do that still right now, but I go with him and I, I listen to my body. I'll order four or five pancakes and I might eat three and be done. And And I've watched Theo and he does the same thing, right? I could easily eat all those, but I listen to my body. I eat to 80% full, which is a big habit of mine. And if if I don't need that food, I don't need that food. Cause it's not my cheat day. If I want to go eat something a little bit else on Friday this week too, I'm going to, but I, I make it work into my lifestyle. Right. And it's never like a all or nothing thing.
0: And okay. So cause, because we're going in this, in this route, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Cause I think the most important part here is like uh, the majority, you know, you have to find out why you're eating food first. Uh, is it because you're bored? Is it because you're stressed out? Is it because, you know, there's something triggering you. Is it because of your own thoughts about yourself? Right. So there's like, you know, when we do the, the nutrition seminars, we always talk about this. Cause it's like this very X's and O's based thing that yeah. ends up always coming up. And it's like, well, how come that no matter what, you know strategy you're looking at uh you know the same thing keeps repeating itself and i think that you know one of the things that we do and i don't want to i don't want to necessarily call it lifestyle coaching we just have the skill sets to work and help people mm-hmm. overcome obstacles you know that are self-based and stuff like that uh and i think that's important and like even writing like figuring out why you do the things that you do like you know was was it because you know, it was you, you don't think that you're enough. And like, look, these are real conversations because I didn't want to have this podcast and be like, hey, this is the science behind it. It's like no, your macros. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like this is real life. This is what we see. This is what I've dealt with. This is what Cody's dealt with. You know, Col- Cody, um, you know, when before he came here, it was like, you know, overweight. Like this is I've I've dealt with this in my my personal life on on a huge level, like doing crazy, dumb stuff, Uh, you know, because of. And then becoming aware of it. Like, why am I doing this? Right. And, and that's important because if you don't become aware of it, then how do you change it? Right. If you don't know what you don't know, how you, how do you change it? I think a huge way too, is like writing that down, right? Like recognizing is
1: really hard for people to do because then they're admitting it. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I recognize that I'm eating over an emotion, then I'm admitting that I have that emotion. I'm admitting that I'm not okay. And I'm admitting that I need help which is not, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. No. Like be okay with that. And I think so. this has actually worked really well with some of my online clients is they would have trigger foods and they don't know why. And I'm like, all right, we'll carry a little notepad with you or a sticky mm-hmm. note or mm-hmm. whatever. And I had this guy, no shit. Like, pulled over on the side of the road because he, his thing would, he, he would go to McDonald's on the way home from work. And it was all related to stress, hating his job, uh, not wanting to go home to his relationship. Cause it wasn't a good relationship, mm-hmm. but he stopped, pulled over, wrote down like these feelings. And he literally was like, I'm not going to go like McDonald's. Is not going to like resolve that issue? Mm-hmm. But he didn't know that until he wrote those things down because, and
0: it changed. Wow. I mean, and, and that's a great example, man. Like, because you have to, And those things are painful. Like, first of all, right, this is the reason why most people don't talk about it, because it's easier to say, well, you got to eat this and that, good food, bad food, this, that, and the other. But it's hard to say, like, hey, I'm really not in a good place in my life right now in food is, you know, something that makes me feel better very temporarily, like sugar right. makes me feel better. And, yep. you know, we could go back. Why do we like sugars from, you know, being breastfed sugars from breastfeeding when we were young? What happened when you fell? Right. You fell on the ground and scraped yourself. And mom was like, hey, come here. Let me give you some candy. Oh, candy. I feel exactly. Better. Yeah. There's all these neurological, you know, connections that we have to food and why we reach to certain things. And, you know, everybody has kind of like their own path. But, the reality is a lot of times it's like, man, think about this. You get pissed off, call a friend, go have some wine, eat a bunch of food. You feel right? better. Wait, feel better temporarily. Yeah. Right. Next morning you wake up, feel like shit. You judge yourself, right? You beat yourself up for all oh, you're wrong. Like you shouldn't have done that. And this cycle tends to continue. And like our goal is to break that cycle first, you know, and figure it out versus being because what? what And you know what? I'll I'll raise my hand and say that I was this guy. You know, five, six years ago, uh, you know, where it's like, I thought I knew all this stuff about nutrition and give people plans. Some people get great results, some wouldn't. And then I judge those people and go like, well, well, they're wrong. Why don't they just do this shit? Yeah. And, you know, not realizing in my own life, I was doing a lot of the same shit, just not with nutrition, but it was just other stuff. And um, you know, I had to hit the wall in my own life to start learning and going down this route of like, uh, you know, going to a lot of courses, a lot of high level stuff on the, the mindset and psychology and behavior change part of things, um, and and realizing like, man, those people aren't wrong. It's just a different route. There's other things behind it, just like there's other things behind me. You know, people would be like, well, look at why don't you just do this. And I'm like, they don't understand. Yeah. Right. And so that's the thing is like listening, like listening to people is probably one of the best things that you can do to help them out. Like actually just listen to them and and have them make choices versus making choices for them. Right. But it does take, you know, if you really want to change the way that you live, uh, it, I think a huge part of it that actually I think the most important part of it is finding out why you do the things that you do and become aware of those things and like face the truth head on and it hurts, but it, you know, once you do that, then you can really start doing the how to, right? Yeah. It's like, first you got to tell the truth to yourself. Forget about like telling me or Cody, you got to tell it to yourself. Like, you got to be like, you know what? I got a problem, you know? And, and, and like Cody said earlier, I think in, in this day and age, we're very, very, um, I think both ways, but for guys, especially, it's like, well, you know, if, if I say to have a problem, I need help with well, am I'm weak. Weakness is not okay and I should not expose my weakness. And that's bullshit, man. It's bullshit because the thing is it takes courage and to be vulnerable. It takes courage to ask for help. And everybody needs help in some sort of area. And, like, you know, for the last seven, eight years, I've been reaching out to coaches in all sorts of areas. Yeah. And, for, you know, last two years, I, I I would hate to admit that, like, my personal life has any problems, you know, because I'm lucre or whatever, you know, right. that stupid, like, ego shit, whatever. Until... You know, I hit the wall so hard that I was like, man, I, I needed to surrender to that. I needed to be like, you know what? I need help. You know, it's when I went to Wake Up Warrior. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me as far as like just telling that truth to myself and going, and, it, and it's changed a lot, right? I'm so aware of it. And I think that, you know, we talk about nutrition, but you kind of see like we can't go without talking about life and who you are, you know, you're unique. You're, you're, you know, everything about you is, is special. And there is, there is no judgment to like where you are right now is just like, tell the truth and then be able to change. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think
1: the biggest thing that I've learned from that is that it's okay to ask for help. Right. And I, and I mean, to relate this to nutrition and training, like precision nutrition actually did a study. And I mean, it's sad because the guys failed on this one, but And it's an ego thing for sure. And I I can easily admit that I've fallen into this quite a bit, um, in the past, uh, the rate that females had like as far as results was much higher because men would not drop their ego and ask for help from a trainer they didn't want to have training they didn't want to have nutrition because oh i could do this shit myself right and a female would would just go seek that help mm-hmm. well i don't know what that is it's probably some psychological it's, stuff that i don't know but the point is is it's okay to ask for help and the people that ask for help are become more successful and become happier and I, there's nothing wrong with I'm that
0: i'm gonna you know what it's important that i uh I just smashed the mic. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) If your if your drop got smashed, but you know, the, the thing with, with men, I I do want to bring it up is because a lot of times how we're raised and it, and it is that men are supposed to be strong and what strength is related to is like, you know, when you hurt, don't show it, you know, when it's tough, go through it. And, And and there's this kind of like misconception about what that means. Cause like, you know, showing emotion, being vulnerable, asking for help has nothing to do with not being strong, but we put these things in pockets. And I think that's a humongous thing. Like even nowadays, I mean, think about it, right. Yeah, It's so hard for somebody to go like, Hey, like, I don't know, like even to go, like, I don't know how to do that. Right. And, and I, man, I promise you there. I know more than I ever have. I feel like I don't know shit right now which is why you still see me traveling every couple of weeks, going to courses and seminars and, and asking people. And it's the best thing ever. Like curiosity drives that. And like one of the things that we can help instill in our clients is curiosity. Yeah. Because I love it. I mean, I'm, I know you love it. I know you love it when people go like, but Cody, what about blah, blah, right? And, and right. you go like, well, you, you get to share your knowledge. You get to share right. this and, and coach them and teach them this stuff. And then they go like, wow, okay. Because this is, this is important. We want to empower our clients. Yeah. We don't want it to like you can't do this without us. No, we want you to be able to do this without us. Then you can help your kids, your and family. I, I right? think
1: that from like a like a trainer, uh, like a business side of things, that's where a lot of trainers go wrong. Is like they only want to give so much because they want they want to make money, obviously, but they want to keep you here. So they keep making money. Right. And like, like I actually like I, I mean, I tell this to everybody, but this one lady I was sat down with actually like kind of shocked. We uh, ran a 12 week program. So we're getting these people in. Um, so they're They're signing up for 12 weeks. Right. Most of them usually sign up for longer because mm-hmm. this is a lifestyle based thing. But she sat down. And she's like, you know, like, I really want to learn how to do this for myself and my lifestyle needs to change all this stuff. And I'm like, look, the goal that I have here is by the end of the 12 weeks that. You can leave, walk out the door and you know how to train safely, get results. You know how to eat. You can stick to it and you will keep losing weight without me. And she was like shocked. Like what? Like you're going to, you want to do what? And I'm like, I want to teach you how to do this shit because that's actually what a trainer's job is, right? Is to educate the client on how to do this for themselves.
0: I mean, this is, you know, it brings us back to empowering people. And the reality is that like, you know, what happens when when you're getting a lot of value and somebody's helping you become a better person? Do you want to leave that? No, not at no, all. No, not at all. Like yeah. never, you know what I mean? But but it's you like, just want to learn more. You don't Get better. You don't ever but 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 it's like if you feel dependent on somebody, it's like the drug, right? I yeah. mean, like I would I hate that feeling, yeah. right? It, and so the power of choice and, and and showing people like, look, at any point in time, you make whatever like everything in your life, where you are in your life is a result of all the choices you did or didn't make. And you know, giving people, uh, kind of like, uh, autonomy, right. Which is, which is choice to where they feel that they can do this, that, or the other, and they know what choice to make. Like that's power. Like that's powerful. And just in, you know, if you're in the fitness industry and people are very like, here's what you got to do, this is it. And And that's, and they just kind of have like, well, okay, black and white, if I don't do this, then what? What happens, right? So oh no, I I gotta come to you, I gotta get to you, I gotta I gotta call you up and be like, Hey, it says it, it didn't say how many reps to do, like what should I do? I just didn't right. do the workout. Like that's yeah. not empowering. Yeah. You know, and, and empowering is like people going, I mean, we we get clients from on the road going like Hey, I just did some hurricanes. Like, I did some sprints up the hill and this, that, and the other. And, like, we didn't tell them, you know, didn't even write out the program sometimes. Like, well, this gym only had like up to 40 pounds on the dumbbells. So I did the complexes that you taught me. Oh, man, 15 minutes. I was smoked. I mean, this is the stuff that, like, I was on the road and, like, I couldn't get anything to eat, but then I saw some nuts and jerky. Like, and they know what to do. They're empowered. I mean, that's when I start going, like, yes, like, this is what we're, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, I think that ultimately kind of is what, what coaching and teaching is, right? It's like, it, it, it's a, uh, you know, Martin you always says like, they're not, you know, they're, they're not members, right? They're, they're, they're clients because client one means under someone's care, but two, they're students, Yeah, right? They're students and we're helping them, you know, learn this so that they can share it with their kids and and, and lead the way with their family and everything else.
1: And I think once they learn that it's about just remaining in that community and that atmosphere to keep them consistent with it. Right. So I know for me personally, like I know exactly what to do, but if I wasn't here with you all the time, I wouldn't be as diligent about doing those things because it rubs off on me, right? It's that atmosphere that I'm constantly in that makes me want to stick to it. it. makes me want to continue to get better and make those better choices.
0: I agree 100. I mean like the environment in the community and this, you know, this can be good or bad, right? We talk about, you know, one of the things we talk to clients about is like the environment, where, where do they eat? Right. So it's at work a lot of times it's like, Oh, people are bringing in donuts yeah, This yeah. food and making me feel bad. Right. It was like, Hey, could you, you know, could you go down the street to a cafe with a, with a salad? yeah, I could do that. Right. It's like, they can change the environment. Like, is, yep. there, is it a negative environment where like people are stressing them out all the time? Can you change it? Or maybe how can you make it a little bit better? You know, it. it's like, but what if you're around like people that are, you know, always going for hikes and it's like, okay, let me join you. Wow. That was cool. That was hard, but it's cool. Right. The, you can change an environment and ch- environment helps you change your life. And, you know, we've all heard like you're, you're, you are who you surround yourself with yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But that's part of, I think, uh, you know, a huge pull of obviously this community is that there is stuff that we don't, you know, it's like a movement. You can start a movement, but you can't control a movement. And I think that, you know, with Vigor, what we've done is like start a movement because a lot of folks that come here, you know, they'll do stuff outside of here and it will be, you know, uh, going to eat food and, and going to train and going to do other stuff together. And like, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, right? You know what? Like I actually had this happened the other day. I have a client that uh
1: like literally um joined Weight Watchers and I, She was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like I joined Weight Watchers and I was like, dude, that's fucking great. And she was like, I'm still actually following your diet and I don't do what they tell me to do, which she told me afterwards. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I I recommend the habits that I'm giving you anyway. But she was like, but these ladies... Like they get it. They've been through what I'm through and and it's somewhere it's close to my work. Like I can go there and I just weigh in once a week and I talk to these ladies and I leave and it makes me feel good. And I'm like, that is awesome. Like do that. And I can't tell you how many times people have told me, like you said, they like I'm at work and there's donuts, there's all this stuff here. And they were like, if I wasn't going to come train at Vigor tonight, like I would've ate those. But I knew it would mess up my workout and I wouldn't perform as well. And I really wanted to like crush today's warrior with everybody. And and again, it's just, it's community, it's atmosphere, it's environment. And it really is, man. It's everything that's that's around and you. Know you. What? That,
0: that's, all, that's great, man. Because it's too like, you didn't make her feel bad about that. Because how many times it's like, no, but don't you know that Weight Watchers? Yeah. Like they right. do this and that right. and the other, right? That's not supporting a person. You know, like what you can do is you can... You can like, great is you know if that's helping. They they're saying it's helping them. You want to support what's helping them, and they also get the part they're like, no, no, I, like I'm following what you're doing. I think we're so it's like you know somebody does Zumba or T, you know T25 or whatever, and we beat them up about it, and it's like, well, the thing is, it's like if it's getting them to do something they wouldn't otherwise. I don't care what the the next step and in introduction 100%. is like, and you know, and we've we've been kind of like through that. Whereas you know, FitPro is shining like, no, but that's bad, no, that's horrible, and i like. Well, what were they doing before? Yeah. Right. Is it better than what they were doing before? I'm all for it. You uh, know, I got to legitimately check the timing. Cause we go. Yep. Definitely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing is like, I love this, right. Cause we'll just, we'll go into like real life stuff and, um, there's so many examples I get so excited about. It. I know Cody does, man. He's, you know, he loves the nutrition tip and, 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 like helping people and like developing in those areas. So I think, man, we're going to, I'm going to have to do like a, an addition to of this one. Right. Uh, so we are probably next week, we're going to have another edition of, of uh, let's just call this the nutrition edition podcast. Cause it rhymes and, you know, I like rap. So, um, <laughs> but thank you, man. Thank you for coming through and, uh, and, and sharing the stuff with us. I think that, you know, the Vigor team is going to kind of just become a staple uh, of the podcast that we're going to be doing, uh, on a weekly basis, uh, because this is, this is great. This is real world. And I love real world. I don't, I don't like, you know, it's like, Hey, here's this theory. It's not used anywhere with anyone and getting any real results. Uh, but you know, let's talk about it. But it's like, no, this is science-based and it's getting results. And that's what I love about it. So thank you for joining us. Um, you know, take some. you know, if you take one of these things, remember like the one thing, if you just take one of these things and, uh, and use it, like it'll help your life. You know, so don't just listen to it and, and not take any action. Just don't get overwhelmed by it. Like one of the things that you heard that resonates with you, you know, take it and start applying it. And uh, we'll see you guys and you'll hear us next time on the Vig Life Podcast. Thank you, Cody. Peace, Peace out. Is-